Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Episode is 57, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's not as if... It would be different if we were doing... You yeah, know. We're on episode, like, 6,422. Well, we're not. Well, why are you on a We're on episode... This is so unprofessional. So unprofessional, in fact, that I might even start this again. Because I'm just annoying myself now. We're on episode 57. We are. We're on episode 57. Of the Scott Gibson Show, welcome. Uh, welcome back. I hope you are safe. I hope you are well. Uh, today finds us on uh, Tuesday, the 1st of December. Is it the 1st? It is Tuesday, the 1st of December. And we're still in fucking lockdown. Who would have thunk it? I am having one of the shittest days I have had for quite some time since dealing with this COVID bullshit. So I'm trying to remain positive. And I don't want it to be a podcast uh, an hour or so of doom and gloom. I'm trying to remain positive. Got some nice wee news stories coming up of people who are less fortunate than ourselves. And I think it's always important, um, you know, on, on days, occasions, if you will, when you are feeling a little bit shitty to remember that not only are there people out there who are far worse off than you, there are people out there who are just downright mental. Downright, I mean, stupid is the word. If we were five years ago, I would have said retarded. But we can't say that word anymore, so we have to think of something else. But secretly, we all know we mean retarded. Um, so I hope you're, hope you're safe and well. I hope no one has uh, succumbed. I hope no one has become a statistic in the last week. 
you know. So happens, man. We've lost Maradona for fuck's sake. We have lost Ma Diego Armando Maradona. I tried to watch the uh, one of many Maradona programs that's on now. I don't know if there is a, a company, a secret, maybe it's the lizard people. Maybe it's QAnon. I don't know if they have a, a, a plethora, what a word, of documentaries queued up of, of famous people waiting for them to die. Waiting for them to shuffle off this mortal coil and then bombard us with a, a barrage of uh, documentaries. But watch one the other night. Uh, about apparently uh, Diego Armando Maradona went to Mexico to uh, you know I'm sure he's been to Mexico once or twice but Mexico he managed a, a shitty second league team and uh, I got about two episodes in and uh, I, I turned off because it was it was boring as fuck and I, I realised in that moment I, I, I don't really give a fuck about Maradona you know I found myself getting swept up going, in the name of God, Maradi, Marte, Marte, Donna, Marte, and the God, Donna, greatest goal ever scored, one of the goats, know what I mean, up there with the best, and then, after about three or four days, I was like, I don't really give a fuck, you know, it probably would have been sooner that I may have switched off to the, uh, the Maradona hysteria, if it had not have been for those crazy cats taking selfies with them in the coffin and then get a kick in after the ultras. Now, stop hitting the mic, Scott. If, if you are a fan of anyone who is in any way affiliated, associated, loosely tied, connected to a group, organisation, franchise, business, or indeed person who themselves has links to a group of fans called the Ultras, then maybe don't fuck about with that cunt. I, I, I was shite myself to even look in my grand's coffin when she died. You know? In fact, I didn't do it. They, they thought I did, but I didn't. I didn't want to see wee Agnes like that. I wanted to have my own memories. You need to be a brave son of a bitch to prize open the casket. Of Diego Armando Maradona. And then take selfies with him. I mean, what? Listen, I know as people from the developed West, we will never truly understand the Latina countries. We will never understand them, you know? Those South American with their flair and their flamenco and their... We'll never, we'll never understand them, you know? Day of the dead. I don't know what that means. We'll never, we'll never fully have that Latin spirit, you know, that lust for life. You know, we're never, we're never going to be able to comprehend the horror that that is living in Medellin. The, the only, John, the only good thing about that program was it mentioned El Chapo on it, and I thought, yeah, here we go, El Chapo's back, and then it was, it was gone. So that, that gripped me uh, again, the, the guys who uh, they, took, they took selfies and now apparently begging forgiveness. It depends who you listen to. There are rumours that they've been murdered. There are rumours that they're, they're fleeing for their life. Uh, news articles apparently that uh, death threats have been made against them and they're now begging for forgiveness. Why you would take a selfie 
of a dead person? I do not know. And maybe unless we have uncovered some secret death uh, celebrity ring in Mexico. Huh? Everybody's got, I'm not saying it's a fetish, doesn't need be a kid, doesn't need be sexy. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a group of guys who all look like they should be in a fight club, but they put pictures of dead celebrities on the floor and have a wank over it. I'm not saying that. That would be weird. But as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, fair fucks you. All I think has happened is, I think somebody's been a massive Diego Armando Maradona fan, right? They know, and they've brought the they've brought the coffin and the casket, and they went, John Paul, you fucking love Diego Armando Maradona, hi, oh mate, greatest footballer that's ever lived, R.I.P. Diego. You're not gonna believe this, mate. His fucking coffin's in there. Oh, no. crack it open. Let's get a selfie. Maybe they were. Maybe this is a service. Again, we don't know Latin America. Maybe this is a service that the the council offer. <laughs> you know, maybe they. They double-check the coffins to make sure the person who is, is, in, is in fact dead is actually in the coffin. I imagine through years of uh, cartels, shenanigans, let's just call it what it is, shenanigans. I imagine over the course of a number of years there's probably been all sorts of turned up in coffins. You know? Drugs, cocaine, money, Jewels, <laughs> other bodies. You know, listen. It's a poor. It's a poor. Mexico's a poor country. You know. Oh, this is in Argentina. Even why am I talking about Mexico? Because that was a documentary. Argentina, even poorer than Mexico. They still get gouchers for fuck's sake. They still get guys playing at cowboys. You know. You know. <laughs> Maybe it's a common thing for when uh, you know when people die in Argentina. They find the next oldest person in the family and they fucking, they, they do them in as well. Stick them in the coffin, two for one. Robert Schaeffer's brother, job done, you know. Granny goes, she was 96, remember me. She's a good innings, you know. You mourn as a family. Now you see Papa Smurf, right big boy, back the bags. You're gone and all. Oh no, I'm fine. Fucking shut it. <laughs> Stick him in a coffin, two for one, you know? People doing the, the crematorium, they're loading them into the oven going, hey, this isn't burning, what's happening here? Did you weigh it? Did you check the load? You know, they open it up, two skeletons start to go like, I'm sick of fucking Argentinians sneaking an extra body in the coffin. I'm sick of it. For now on, we check every coffin. But the boss said, Diego Armando Maradona, he get it fucking open. They open it up. He's like, in the name of God, Steak Armando Maradona. <laughs> He's thinking he's never going to get the opportunity again. You know, he only dies once. Fuck, I'm telling myself, what's the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? Huh? How's that not a Dr. Pepper advert? You know? Boy opens a coffin, it's Diego Armando Maradona. He says to himself, what's the worst that can happen? Opens a can of Dr. Pepper, takes a selfie, he has a laugh, they're passing the body around the crematorium, they're all getting pictures, he holds a football up against his hand, they recreate the hand of God, everybody's a good laugh, and then it cuts to the end when he's brutally murdered in the street by a gang of ultras. What's the worst that can happen? I think he's in a selfie, you know, bit of peer pressure, 
and they went, fuck it, in for a penny, we're all getting a selfie. And yeah, a couple of days later, not only begging for forgiveness, they're, they're terrified for their life. You know? Poor bastards, scared for their life. In case the, uh, the, the ultras get them. You can't reason with ultras. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't reason with ultras. Is the uh, is the message you take for this this episode? You cannot reason with ultras. <laughs>
our very existence, the God particle for fuck's sake. There should be a team of scientists, if not the greatest minds currently alive today. They should be in a lab, a, a, a university, a, at the very least a lecture theatre somewhere in the world. And they should be discussing the biggest question facing humanity at this point as we are gripped by a global pandemic. And that question is, how the fuck is Ozzy Osbourne still alive? He he just he just exists. Has has he taken so many drugs to the point now where he has passed almost be, being human? He's not just an entity. He just exists. Is Ozzy Osbourne a vampire? That's another question. I don't tell us. How is he still alive? And is he a vampire? These are the questions we asked. You know, no, no, what tier he in? Can I, you know, is a Scotch egg a meal? We'll go to that in a minute. Is Ozzy Osbourne a vampire and how is he still alive? That's the two questions I want, I want to answer. God knows what's happening. Christmas is coming up. In fact, let me just get that, that article up as well because... I want to talk a little bit about a little bit about that. Um, December first. Now, listen. As we go further and further into the year, I think I'm, I think I'm coming to terms with the fact that we are still going to be dealing with COVID or in some kind of lockdown. I think until probably May of 2021. That's that's what I think. There's no way it's going to get fixed anytime soon. There's no way it's happening anytime soon. If you think that Christmas and January's getting out of the way and then it's all going to change, forget it. Nothing's, nothing's happening. The lizard people haven't decided what they want to do with yet. We continue to play one. I'll admit, I never thought it would be going on as long as this. I, I, I remember at the start saying it would be three weeks. That was obviously quickly squashed. And my next big point I was hanging on to was there is no way in God's green earth that this government, whether it be Westminster or Holyrood, for as fuck good Holyrood seems to be at the moment, that they would allow the country still to be in lockdown in December because people need to get back to some kind of normality. They need to get shopping. They need to get out for meals. They need to be going to Christmas nights out. The pubs need to trade. And the reason why I thought that was because money makes the world go round. The economy and wealth is the single most important thing on this fucking planet. Far more important than your life, far more important than any of us live or die, is how much money do the lizards have. And I never for a second thought we would still be in a lockdown on Christmas. I really didn't. So I'm proved wrong. I'm proved wrong. The concern now comes, where what, what do we do next? And if this whole relaxed kind of week or the relaxed period that we have over Christmas where you can form what I understand has been called a festive bubble or as one MP said on news a festive bobble <laughs> get in the fucking sea if they are able to just decide right listen for this date to that date it's fucking relaxed you know I'll have a world with Covid I'll tell you tone it down a bit relaxed so either there's two sides to every coin, right? 
There's two sides to every story they say, and the, and the truth probably rise, lies in the middle. So let's say that, well, let's not say because they are being relaxed, they're being relaxed, and let me just get the exact dates. So the restrictions are being relaxed from the 23rd to the 27th of December to allow people to travel within the UK and spend Christmas together in bubbles of up to three households. Now, that is the wording of the guidelines. Uh, the current COVID rules will be relaxed, relaxed, relaxed between December 23rd and December 27th inclusive to allow people to travel within the UK and spend Christmas together in bubbles of up to three households, right? So the logic from that would either be that one, COVID isn't real. No, you can't say that, Scott. It is real, right? But the 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 extent of the severity at this moment in time is not as extreme as they're making out because if they can suddenly just decide to relax the guidelines so that you can increase the number of people you can have indoors and you are freely able to travel the length and breadth of the country and they can do that at a whim either what they are admitting at that point is that it is not a severe situation as they're saying or they don't care if you die now it is not the latter because the government does care if you die but not in the way you think not in the way you think that Boris Johnson is going to lose sleep if suddenly 5 million people in the UK die in the name of God 5 million I can't sleep with anything they don't care about that they care about you being alive because they need you working they need you working they need you racking up debt they need you watching Sky Sports they need you gambling they need that to keep the wheels spinning, to keep the dollar coming in, keep the lizards fed, that's what they need. So, is the reality of the situation that it is not as severe as they're making it? That things aren't as bad as we're being told? And if that is the case, what the fuck are they hiding face? Because all I keep getting back to, and I know I don't need to keep going about it. I'm sitting here. You are a beneath my wings. No. That's that's a, that's a good heckle, right? Let's let's just say something else as well. Whenever I whenever I find myself having a rant in this podcast about COVID or about indeed the Westminster government, that fucking iPhone of mine always pipes up with Siri. Just as if to let me know Mossad is watching, we know where you stay, and we'll come and cut your throat. Coincidence? I think not. We will not be shut down. CIA, Mossad, MI6, whoever's listening. Siri. What was I saying there? I feel as if my mind's been wiped now like fucking men in black. I keep going back to it, and I know I shouldn't, but I keep going back to the point where, right now, 1st of December, we're sitting here in lockdown. I did a live stream at the weekend because I can't do gigs, because theatres are shut, theatres are closing. Comedy clubs are closed. We can't do gigs. But yet in China, they're having fucking street parties. They're having raves. Life is back to normal. There's, there's no... There's even a point where it almost seems as if COVID didn't happen. But we're still dealing with it here. Now, is it because that the government's can't make a decision on how to progress forward? I don't bloody know. So that was not right, man. So that was not right. Also, the arguments came up as well about is the UK uh, racist because obviously the first lockdown happened 24 hours before Eid. And now we're having it relaxed for Christmas. And listen, 
if you didn't think that the UK is racist, then you've been living in a cave. Of course it is. Do, do you think, can you imagine the horrific uproar that would be happening, probably from the very same people who complained about the fucking Sainsbury's advert? The very same people if we had locked down for Christmas, you know, but then relaxed the, the rules for Eid. Can you imagine the uproar that would be happening? Of course this country's racist. Of course it is. And we don't think that you're a fool, let me tell you. See the whole Sainsbury's thing? You may have heard it, I'm sure you did. Loads of, loads of people complained because the Sains, one of the Sainsbury's kisses out was a, was a black family, right? Which I actually quite enjoyed because there's nothing that I, I, annoys me when I see an advert and it's a young family or an old family. It doesn't really matter. It's a family, right? And you've got three black kids, a black mother, and then a white dad. I'm like, why? Or the other way around. Like, why can't I just be a black family? Why have you got to throw a token white person in there? Forget them. Just let it be a black family. I know black people. They're a black family. Why is that an issue? But Sainsbury's done it. And then Middle England kicked off. Sainsbury should have just turned around and went, right, see if you don't like it, you're fucking banned for the shop. Just ban them. But no, people have got to go, oh, there's another outfit coming up too, a whole white ginger family. Fuck up. <laughs> so, this is guidelines for COVID in Scotland. Um, because I think, you know, at this point, England's just... England's in a sea of despair. Um, Scottish Government has recommended that these bubbles should contain a maximum of eight people. Uh, obviously targeting Catholic families there. Although children under the age of 12 do not count towards that toll. Right, so you can have eight adults in as many fucking ways that you can run an orphanage at your house at Christmas. Children under the age of 12 do not count towards that total and do not need to physically distance from others. What if you've got fat kids? Listen, when I was 12 I was a fucking tank. I was six foot, I was about 17 stone, I had sideburns at 12 years of age. I was a fucking machine. What if you had 40 of them in one house? You're telling me they're alright, eating a full size dinner. They don't need distance. Come on, Nicola. Everyone else is encouraged to keep two metres away from those outside their own household as much as possible to lower the risk of transmitting the virus. So am I to accept from that that you could have two other households in your house to make it a maximum of three households, up to eight adults. But if you are from another household, you must remain two metres socially distant from those households while you're in another household in your Christmas bubble. So effectively, if you had, for example, your mother and father round to yours, and your brother and your sister-in-law round to yours, three households in one, for Christmas, are you having to sit two metres apart with some weird fucking pentagon triangle at Christmas? None of this makes sense! Uh, you can only be in one Christmas bubble, <laughs> don't be hooring yourself out, bubbles are plenty, uh, and cannot change to a different one. So if you if it's a normal Christmas and you all kick off at the table, you can't fuck off to other bubbles. You know? You can't get in the car, and drive to his parents, or her parents, because your mum and dad's a wee bit racist. You can't do that. You're stuck in a bubble, so choose wisely. May I suggest some kind of family Olympics? You know? Or a short questionnaire. <laughs> a short Christmas... 
Get together five key questions that if answered honestly would, would paint a picture and an image of the people you're going to spend time with and the night you're going to have. Send it out to your family and friends and uh, wait and see what the answers are and then decide on your bubble from that. I think that is the, not only the logical way, I think that's the right way to do it this Christmas. Get your Christmas questionnaires out and find out who is the least racist, least annoying families, members of your family and go to theirs for bubbles. For bubbles, for Christmas and bubbles, fuck it. <laughs> the government says anyone thinking of creating a bubble should carefully consider the risks. Uh, it stresses that people do not have to meet other people or feel pressured to spend Christmas with another household. Good luck with that. Good luck with not feeling pressured. Are the Scottish government aware that we're dealing with Scottish mothers here? Who are piling on, and I quote, mental pressure on their children to spend Christmas with them. And again, I quote directly from my own mother, I'll be dead soon, then you'll miss me. A direct quote. How many people have been invited to Christmas dinner in their life? And after the invite for Christmas dinner, it follows up with, because I'll be dead soon and you'll miss me when I'm gone. And you turn and go, eh, well in that case, I'll uh, thank you very much for your offer. Uh, you'll receive the questionnaire in the post. If you can complete it, hand it back to me. Before the 21st, we'll inform you of a decision. Thank you. All the best. Fuck it. Goodbye. Don't feel pressured. Very good, Nicola Sturgeon. Can I just come to you and get you to phone my mother then? And tell her I'm not gone. Don't feel pressured. Um, the advice is to keep in touch using technology, uh, wherever you can, so that we can trace you. And obviously when Bill Gates puts the chip inside your arse, that will be much better. Uh, limit the number of times that you meet in person. Limit the number of times! Meet up for your dinner and for your presents. That's it. And then fuck off the other rooms of the house and talk to each other in the, on a portal. Uh, and to gather outside if possible. For example, go for a walk rather than having a meal together. Fuck off! <laughs> go for a walk rather than having a meal. It's Christmas, you fucking dick. What are you going to do? Sit down at the table starving and going, Right, obviously this year's been a terrible year, so I thought we would listen to the Scottish Government guidelines and instead of having our dinner, we're all going to go for a walk. Fuck off. Those in extended households, don't know what that means, can form a bubble, but it can only contain one extended household. It can only contain one extended household. Where parents do not live in the same household, children can still move between their homes if they are in a different bubble. Those in a bubble can only gather in a private home, outdoors or at a place of worship for those meeting in someone's home. It is possible to stay overnight if you're meeting in someone's home as a right, right here you go. If you're meeting in someone's home, which many of us will be, because you've been going to your mum and dad's for Christmas or your in-laws, uh, it is recommended that you, one, open a door or window. <laughs> Disney feel real, does it? Disney, it Disney feel real, man. It feels like Armando Anucci is writing this. It really does. Like the the politicians, they must see. Like 
I, I, I'm not, I am unwilling to accept that everybody involved in Scottish politics is a complete fucking arsehole. I, I refuse to believe that, right? I don't know, maybe it's like the police or it's like being a teacher. You know, eventually, if you've been in there long enough, you just become a bit of a dick, right? You hang about with other polis, you talk about the polis stuff, you become a wank. Or, you hang about with teachers and uh, teach you stuff, and it's just shite, right? Is that what happens to you in the political system? You go in with good intentions, clever, intelligent young man, young woman, you don't go to make changes in events, so you're just like, um, why don't we tell them to open a window? <laughs> this doesn't feel real. How, how can these be the guidelines? This, again, let's just strip this back, right? This is a global pandemic that they are telling us, like, they're back to, they like to do the death counts daily, right? We're back to that again. Now that we've had the, the double quarter pounder and the double Big Mac, there's nothing that can distract us with anymore, right? So we're back to getting 206 dead, 412 dead. We're back to that again. So they're pushing this story. They're pushing this line that Global pandemic, we're all in danger, wear your mask, we're all going to die. And the guidelines they give you, number one, top of the list, open a window. <laughs> open a door or a window to let in as much fresh air as you can, both during and after the visit. 25th of December, Christmas Day in Scotland. It'll be fucking Baltic. But make sure you leave a door and windows open to get fresh air in. <laughs> because why? Fresh air will blow the COVID away, I assume. What else we got? Number two, keep two metres away from people not in your usual household. So again, I hope you've got a big living room because you're going to have to be in other corners of it. Wash your hands frequently. Like an OCD person. Eh? Just carry, if you can, carry a bar of soap and a bucket of lukewarm water with you everywhere you go. And every 15 seconds, sing happy birthday and wash your hands. Regularly clean touch points, such as door handles and surfaces. Regularly. As if your mother hasn't got enough going on on Christmas Day. The woman's been up brining a turkey since fucking the 14th of September, according to Nigella. And now she's got to clean touch points. Nobody touch a fucking thing! Get back! My granny used to put cloths up her sleeve and just does to she go. Is that, is that, was the woman a maverick? She was ahead of her time. Avoid sharing cutlery or crockery if possible. When has that been a thing? What? How many times before COVID have you ever got to your parents' house for dinner and you're all sharing the one spoon? What are we here? Hillbillies! Can't believe these are the guidelines for a Christmas bubble. Open a door or a window, keep two metres apart, wash your hands, clean the touch points, and avoid sharing cutlery. Fuck me, that must have taken a good half out of the cup with that lot, eh? People should not mix with other households elsewhere. If you're going to a pub, restaurant, a leisure, or entertainment venue, you are urged to stay with your own household. The opening hours for hospitality venues will follow the rules which apply in the area at the time. Government says people in a bubble should not stay in tourist accommodations together as a group. In addition, you should not go to shop. You should not go. Sorry, you should not go shopping with those in your bubble, and should shop on your own wherever possible. Oh, 
fucking Christmas bub Christmas bubbles. I, th I, I generally think the government's in a difficult position here, right? Both Holyrood and Westminster. Because if they, well, it's not if they, they are, when, when they relax <coughs> the restrictions from the 23rd to the 27th, if there is a large spike in confirmed cases and a large spike in deaths during that period, they're fucked. And also, the other side of that is, if during that period from the 23rd to the 27th, there is not a large spike in confirmed cases and a large spike in deaths, they are fucked. Because either way, this is going to prove one way or the other, COVID is still very serious, very contagious, and we are still in its grasp, or it's fucking not as bad as they make it. It's going to happen, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I hope you get your bubble sorted, get your questionnaires together, get it sent out to the families. That's what you need to be doing. COVID questionnaires, how racist is your granny? Answers on a postcard. Let's do some news stories, shall we? And uh, when I saw this one, I just when I saw it, automatically have an idea of where in the world it was. Automatically, um, there's only a certain number of countries that can do this kind of carry on, but we love it for them. Unless you jump straight in, the uh, the the headline is simple: uh, woman fakes pregnancy to smuggle drugs in hollowed out watermelon. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> tale as old as time. True to say the least, hollowed out watermelon full of cocana, beauty and 50 years in the jail. <laughs> this, this is the Disney film, this is the Disney film I'm waiting on. Forget Coco, forget Beauty and the Beast or the other kids, Cinderella or that. I am waiting on the Disney princess who hollows out a watermelon and then smuggles drugs into the country with it. That is the Disney film we are all waiting on. <coughs> um, the woman who tried to pass off uh, as being pregnant was actually wearing a hollowed out watermelon, half filled with blocks of cocaan. Now, fair, fair play to her, right? Fair play to her. Uh, the, the woman's obviously in a hell of a situation if she's having to smuggle uh, cocaine anywhere right it's you never find yourself in a good place whether it be mentally physically or socially if you're in a situation where you've got a hollowed out watermelon strapped to your chest full of cocaine you have made one or two bad choices in life or life has dealt you a bad hand right there's no winners in that situation nobody is leaving a high paid job in the city to go and smuggle cocaine and watermelons across borders, right? This, this poor woman's in a situation. I imagine she's turned up at Checkpoint Charlie, pardon the pun, and they've went, right, Sandra, uh, I've got you down for a couple of kilo a day in, uh, so uh, there's, there's two kilo for you. If you follow young Frank out the toilet there, he'll give you the baby oil, and then if you just either fire that up your ass or swallow that hole in your stomach, uh, you can shout out the pellets. When you get to the other end, thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you next month. And she's like, listen, uh, look, here's what it is. Uh, Arsene Nogoyo, uh, I'm going to have to pass. And he's like, you don't pass in. 
right? You're a mule. They fucking get it smuggled or it's pop pop to the heat. And she's panicked. You know? Young Sandra, resourceful woman. Looked out the window, seen a guy selling watermelons. She's like, I'll be back in a minute. Much for the watermelons. One euro or a dollar, whatever. Bought it, hauled it, stuffed it, packed it, booked it, fucked it. <laughs> 38 year old, a bit old for the old mule business, um, who was not named, was arrested on suspicion, uh, I mean, is it suspicion at this point? See if you get caught with, you know, some, some drugs instead of watermelon, surely we're past suspicion at this point. Uh, was arrested on suspicion of drug trafficking in Brazil, obviously, in the Brazilian municipality of Gataringuata, Garatingueta. Easy for you to say, on the 30th of November, recent, Jesus, news travels quickly. Uh, the woman was on a tour bus heading uh, to the city of Rio de Janeiro, uh, some 161 miles away when passengers found her supposed pregnant belly suspicious and alerted police. What? What? Travelling to Rio de Janeiro, passengers found her supposed pregnant belly suspicious and alerted police. Who are these grass and bastards on a tour bus? Why are they staring at what I know? I know, right, for the pictures, let's just see that picture again. I know from from that picture on the right, that, that could be a pregnant belly. If I, if I saw that woman on a bus, you know, I'm just going to sit and go, either that woman's that woman's pregnant or that's a big fat woman. That's all I'm going to think. I'm not then going to sit and stare at her belly going, well, I don't think she is pregnant. That's fucking lassies. I bet you that's cocaine, man. I bet you that's cocaine. Who are the grass bags on this fucking bus? They then found that the woman was, was not in fact pregnant and had actually strapped the rind of half a watermelon to her body which was filled with two kilos, what did I say? Two kilos of cocaine uh, wrapped in four bricks. And then my god. Uh, half a kilo of bricks, standard, standard meal practice, you know. The suspect confessed to police that she had bought the drug uh, that she had bought the drugs in the neighbouring country of Paraguay. Uh, had passed through São Paulo and was on her way to Rio de Janeiro, where the illegal substances were due to be delivered. Uh, in a Facebook post, a Facebook post. <laughs> Is this how the uh, the Latino police are, are dealing? Facebook posts. In a Facebook post, the São Paulo State Military Police acknowledged her creativity. Ho <laughs> eh? Polish with a sense of humour. Fair fucks to the lassie, by the way. Normally, for years, baby oil, up the shiter, or they swallow Johnny's down the throat. It's, it's been quite some time since we've seen the old hollowed out watermelon method. So fair play to her. Creative. We'll give her that. Take five years off her sentence, man. Fuck it, she's a laugh. <laughs> Uh, police acknowledge her creativity, although it will not in any way reduce the substantial sentence she's likely to get. Ah, oh, come on, have a fucking heart. They wrote, creativity without limit. I went on to add, uh, this Monday military police officers of the 23rd Interior Military Police Battalion, oh fucking get a grip lads, arrested a woman for drug, drug trafficking in Guara. The criminal had a fake belly made uh, of a watermelon Blah, 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 blah,
Uh, to the team's surprise, the belly was fake. A watermelon containing four base cocaine paste bricks were located approximately two kilos in weight. The criminal confessed that she took drugs in Paraguay and that uh, she would be taking it to Rio de Janeiro. She was arrested and driven to Guarara, police, du uh, police duty. There you go. Last year, uh, another woman was caught smuggling kilos in a fake baby bump. I, I mean, listen, you don't want to be good. If somebody else has been caught with it, you don't want to be a copycat baby bump kilo smuggler. Alright? Maybe this is maybe this is how they're now. Maybe maybe over years, you know that the uh, the the good people of Brazil and the Paraguay maybe their assholes have, have shrunk, tightened up. I don't know. Maybe there's a lack of baby oil in there. Who knows? They've gone for the hold out method. But listen, fair play you had. You tried, you lost. You rolled the dice. Didn't quite pay off. But we wish you all the best. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll go easy on you. I'm sure they will go easy on you. Or not. Time will tell. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's, maybe it's not even real. Maybe it's not even real. Maybe none of this is real. You know? Maybe life's not real. Who knows? <laughs> I wish it was the real man. I wish! Right, let's look at this one. Um, with the ups and downs, topsy-turvy world of the tiered structure, you can find overnight that your local boozer is, uh, is shut down, ceased to trade uh, because of these uh, kind of rules around does it serve food, does it not serve food, is a bag of crisps classed as a substantial meal. So now it seems that the government um, has had to classify food as being a substantial meal. There was hope, obviously, that you could go in and go, uh, can I get four pints of Guinness, 16 tenants, uh, two gin and tonic, 14 uh, Smirnoff ice, and a bag of salted peanuts. Oh, thank you. But obviously the government's went, substantial meal! And they're going, listen! A bag of nuts is a substantial meal. Partly not. So, one minister... Uh, who I don't know a lot about, but we will discover it in the, uh, the reading of this article because a minister has now says that a scotch egg could indeed count as a substantial meal in a pub. Now, there might be some of you going, a scotch egg is fucking disgusting, and you're wrong. A scotch egg from a packet, from a garage, from a travel service station, from a supermarket, yes, is fucking vile. And if you've ever had one of these scotch eggs, you should have a serious word with yourself because your body does not deserve that kind of damage. However, if you have had a beautiful, artisan, handmade scotch egg, it's one of the finest things you will ever have in your life. If you get a really good, fresh, handmade, hand-moulded, sculpted, Sculpted by the hands of a farmer's wife. In the name of God, what a meal. Beautiful. Good bit of sausage meat. I'll even go as far to say black pudding. Yes, I will. A black pudding scotch egg. Fuck my days, it's delicious. I can quite easily see how a scotch egg could be classed as a substantial meal. I once had a scotch egg. Quite a fancy restaurant. It was a beautiful mix of pork, sausage meat, 
and black pudding and black pudding mixed together ruin this duck egg oh in the name of fuck a duck egg beautiful crispy crumb deep fried to perfection perfection y'all sitting on top of a bed of creamed leek that's right cut it open bit of egg yolk came out oh god delicious fill me right up so I understand how it can be classed as substantial. I mean, look at that picture. Get that picture back up, Kibble. Look at that, Scott. I mean, that Scott check is fucking gorgeous. Beautiful. So I understand where he's coming from. I think it could be a, a substantial meal, uh, indeed. Uh, ordering a single Scotch egg at a pub or restaurant could count as a substantial meal and entitle people to drink alcohol under new tier system, a minister has said. If the Scotch egg was served as part of a table service, it could meet the criteria for a customer to be allowed to order alcohol, Environmental Secretary George Eustace has said. So, picture the scene. Picture the scene. A boozer opens. You poke your head in the door. You see the landlord. You say, eh, uh, any chance of a pint, gaffer? You've got to be having a substantial meal, boys. I'll bring a menu over. You sit down. You say to yourself, look, I've not been in a pub in weeks. Let's just see what this is. Even if it's like 80 quid, you know, a substantial meal. What's that? A full roast chicken. A fucking side of beef. A saddle of lamb. Let's wait and see what he says. He brings the menu over. He says to you, Boys, a Scotch eggs four quid. You're going below fucking ten Scotch eggs and fifty litres of ale. <laughs> I think it is a substantial meal. I know people are. That's fucking shocking. It is. A good Scotch egg. It's a fucking dinner. <laughs> Under the new tier restrictions, pubs and restaurants in tier two. Area, uh, sorry, in two, tier 2 areas will be allowed to reopen on Wednesday, December 2nd. This is obviously in England. Um, but may only serve alcohol to those ordering a meal. The new restrictions are due to be voted or by MPs uh, today, December 1st. Again, what that's got to do with COVID, no idea. I think we can all agree it's got fuck all to do with COVID. If you're sitting in a pub having a pint, uh, but no eating, then you could get COVID. But if you're sitting in a pub having a pint and you need a scotch egg, you cannot get COVID. It's fucking bullshit. It's nonsense. But whatever gets us back in pubs and gets us back to gigging, let's go with it. Speaking on LBC Radio, Eustace, uh, uh, Environment Secretary, said what is deemed as a substantial meal is understood very much by the restaurant trade. Uh, I think a scotch egg probably would count as a substantial meal if they were table service. And often uh, that might be as a starter, but yes, I would. He said, uh, the Evening Standard reports, well, that's a term that is misunderstood in licensing since you can have the concept of a table license for alcohol but also requires you to have a substantial So this is going on and on and on, right? So the whole point of this is basically, again, I'm telling you that as long as you're fucking eating and drinking, COVID's not going to get you. But if you just drink on your own and you drink past 10 o'clock, it's a fucking death. You're signing your own death warrant. You're signing your own death warrant. Having a pint after ten, you may as well just shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> a Scotch egg is a substantial meal. I'm, I'm fucking standing by that one. I agree with this guy. It's no often I agree with a Tory. 
But this Environment Secretary man, he fucking knows his onions. 2nd of December, pubs in England opening back up again. As long as you're getting a substantial dinner in you, you can sit and have a bevy. Just doesn't make sense, I mean, have a pint, Covid, have a pint and a pie. No Covid, eh? No Covid. No Covid. See what happened to Scott, man. Are we getting the pubs lifted? Tears? No, we're not. We're just getting the Christmas bubble. You know, because you can't stop people got their, their nose for Christmas soup. Fuck no, I don't know at this point. I'm Honestly, I am past the point of, of knowing now. I have no idea what's going on. Speaking of no idea what's going on, um, you may have seen this article, which I find extremely interesting. Um, mysterious uh, monolith, like the one found in Utah, appears in Romanian hell. Now, if you'd saw it on the news last couple of days, maybe even as, as much as a week ago, there was a, a, a part less odd monolith, right? Now, most days it'll be calling it a statue, but the fancy newspapers uh, caught a monolith. And it was a, like a big stick of glass. Appeared in the desert in, in Utah. Or in a mountain range, sorry, in, in Utah, uh, uh, America. And then, out of nowhere, uh, another one seems to have appeared in, uh, in, in the remaining hill. Now, is this the aliens coming to get us? Is it somebody, is Banksy stepped up a notch and he's fucking with us? Who knows? I think everything we've been through, everything that's happened this year, I would be quite happy if it was aliens. Come and he finishes all off. I was talking about this with the message the other night. I actually think aliens have already been here. I think that aliens have been uh, during the Egyptian times. I think aliens built the pyramids. I think aliens thought that this is this is where Earth is. This is what's going on. Bunch of folk living in the desert. That's it. We've seen it. Fuck off. And uh, you know maybe they won't come back, but they should because we've you know we've we've done nice things in the place. We've got uh, laptops now, and tablet, and uh, and cheese. You know, I'm sure they had cheese in, in the Egyptian times. But uh, what else we got? Kebabs, um, oh, curly fries. We've done we've done amazing stuff. They they would be impressed if they came back. Maybe this is uh you know, maybe this is them telling us a comeback. Who knows? Um, last week, mysterious monolith was found in Utah. Now another one has appeared in the Romanian hillside. Uh, what does the Romanian hillside and the uh, Utah hills have to do uh, in common? Uh, no idea. The strange silver structure, around 4 metres, uh, 13 feet tall, was found in Domani Hill in the city of Patara. Patara Nimt, in Romania's northeastern country last night. Uh, sorry, last Thursday, November 26th. It's located only a few metres from the Pedrovia de Cane Fortress, a well-known archaeological landmark uh, and the oldest historical monument in Patara, Nilet, believed to have been destroyed by the Romans. Eh, fucking Romans destroyed everything! Who think done more damage to architecture, great works of art, historical buildings, the Nazis are the Romans. I'm still going to say the Romans. I know the Nazis were bad bastards, used to burn churches and paintings and all that, but most of the good gear 
they took to Argentina with Hitler. Now I mean Hitler's in Argentina, they knew a fucking a beautiful art gallery. They're all good bad bastards from us. Uh, the, the monolith eerily resembles the same one that was discovered in Utah, uh, which recently drew worldwide attention for its unknown origins. As for the structure in Romania, an investigation is currently undergoing. Name it, culture and heritage official Roscana Shoshani said, We've started looking at the strange appearance of the monolith. It's on private property, but we still don't know who the monolith's owner is yet. It's the aliens! Uh, is it a protected area? Sorry, it is a protected area of archaeological, archaeological significance. She added, before installing something there, they need permission from our institu institution uh, and it must be approved by the Minister of Culture. Romania has a Minister of Culture. Who knew? Both monoliths appear to have been deliberately buried, yet their origin and purpose remains a total mystery. Will one of us enter the Stargate? Ah, oh, fuck off, you do. Um, I was hoping that you were actually going to get a bit of information out of that. But it seems as if they've gone down the, the old Stargate route. Now, part of me thinks it's a Banksy. Maybe this is the new 6G towers. You know, maybe they're trying to make it all fancy. Maybe this is a way to bring fibre optic broadband to places that necessarily don't have it. Like the, the mountain range of Utah and the fucking Romanian hillside. If one of these monoliths appears in Inversnecki and on a Scottish island, then it's fucking fibre optic broadband. That's it. That's it. I think I think we're hoping that it's going to be something else. You know, we're hoping it's going to be aliens. We're hoping it's going to be a bit of madness. Something to take our mind off of fucking COVID. But the likelihood is, it's probably just a group of bampots with a whole lot of tinfoil left over. You know, because they thought, we're not going to have Christmas this year. We don't need to wrap a £42 turkey. Let's build monoliths made out of MDF and fucking tinfoil and stick them up in random spots around the world where people will go mad. And us, do you have a monolith? Do you have a monolith in your garden? Get in touch with it here. Monolith HQ 555-4312. We'll be back after these messages. Right, let's do some listeners' questions, shall we? Um, got a question here from Craig Aitken. Craig, thanks very much, mate, for getting in touch. Um, Craig had actually asked a very good question last week, which I never got any asking, which is about electric cars, which will come up at some point. Uh, Craig has asked, you've mentioned COVID-19 might be part of a global conspiracy by the lizard people to oust Trump. Correct, Craig. Finally, a man on my wavelength. Could this also be a plan to undermine the Scottish government? Yes. Whose popularity is now tanking in India F2 is no longer as clear-cut but also to remove Celtic's key weapon access to the vocal support of the world's greatest the world's greatest fans. Uh, obviously that has been trademarked by the Green Brigade and prevent ten, <laughs> prevent ten in a row. Craig, uh, strong questioning there. Questions within a question. Um, could it could COVID nineteen be a conspiracy to undermine the Scottish government in the ref too? Directly, no. Indirectly, yes. I, I think that, to go to your first point, I think that... I think that we... There was a point when we were, as a country, very engaged in politics. And I think it was around the the, the first of the indie refs. Not, not, the, not the first one, the most recent one, was 2014. 
I think we were very engaged politically as a country then. And I think when we lost that vote, I think a lot of people shut off from it. I, I certainly shut off from it. I, I shut off from politics in the sense that, one, I couldn't understand that we had lost the vote. I couldn't understand it was a no vote. I'm a yes supporter. Um, and I was completely, completely and utterly dejected by it. And then after a couple of months, when I came to terms that we'd lost the vote, I then started to feel really angry that I had allowed myself to be caught up in the the kind of the the you know the positive medium of it, if you like. I I had I was in Glasgow at the time. I was in a city that voted yes. I was around people who voted yes. I travelled a fair bit in Scotland up until the vote, doing gigs, and I was quite surprised that when I went quite far north. The amount of support for uh, the no campaign. Um, so I was angry that I don't feel as if we did enough to educate the full country. I think the people who were in a yes supporting part of the country and a yes supporter just sat back and thought, we'll, ble we'll breeze this when that wasn't the case. And then obviously after that, we had quite a crazy, turbulent time with. The Tory parties, Westminster government, uh, Brexit, and everything that we've gone through in the last couple of years, I think a lot of people have completely detached from politics, especially in Scotland. Now, the effect that that's had on it and the effect that COVID has had on that mindset is vast. And by that, what I mean is, because we have had independence and then Brexit so close to each other, I think that people now are only seem able to deal with one issue at a time. And the issue just now is COVID. And when they have made the attempts to discuss NDRF2 or independence, because people are hurting so much because of COVID, I think you're finding that even people who were yes supporters are now thinking, do you know what? Fuck off. I, I really do think... <clears throat> now listen, I'm still a, I am still think Scotland should be independent. Still an SNP supporter. I'm just not very happy with them now. But for me in Scotland anyway, the alternative is shocking. So it's, it's my decision not going to change. But I do think that Nicola Sturgeon and the SNP has missed a massive opportunity to really change the direction of Scotland. I really do. I think if we had been far more severe, far more aggressive in the approach to how we handled COVID in the early days. I think we would have been it by now. I really do. I think we should have been more aggressive in passing across the border. I think we should have had border checks up. Um, I don't think you should have been able to pass through the border by car. I think if you were travelling to England, I think you should have done it on public transport. You should have been tested. If they're bringing goods and services in, they should have gone through a checkpoint. There could have been far more in place. And I think that People may say you can't do things like that, but I think if we're going to take control over here and really try and shut it down, I think we should be more severe in our decision making at the start and then push that back on Westminster. That's what I would have done. I think the problem has been that COVID has gone for so long, there are people in government going, listen, we have got a number of issues that we still need to discuss. And when they've tried to bring them up, like independence, quite a lot of people have gone, shut the fuck up about independence. 
when can I get back to eating a Scotch egg in a pub? So, I don't think, I don't think the Lizards knowingly knew they were going to impact on independence. But I think it's been a spin-off. Now, do the Lizard people, uh, do I think the Lizard people have uh, have unleashed Covid in attempts to stop Celtic getting 10 in a row? That's more plausible. Because let's be honest here. If there are a group of lizard people who are controlling global politics and uh, world economy, the likelihood is 95% chance they will be Ranger supporters. I think that's clear to say. So I think we've rolled the dice with everything. You know? Short of getting Queen Elizabeth herself to buy the club, I don't know how much else Rangers could have done. So I imagine David Murray... Uh, picked up the phone as a favour uh, contacted the lizard people and said look listen we've been through enough man can you imagine if they got 10 in a row for god's sake we knew Lennon and the lizard people went leave it with his crazy legs we'll sort this one out and they've unleashed covid you know the, 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 the 12th man is missing for Barkhead the Green Brigade cannot fly the banners and set off the flares. And if you follow Scottish football, you know it's, it's not looking good at the top for the old Celtic. So, uh, Craig, thanks for your question. Uh, do I think that they released it to affect uh, the SNP? No, but indirectly it has. Uh, do I think that the Lizard people released COVID to stop Celtic getting 10 in a row? Yes, I do. And I'm glad that we've been given a chance to get to the bottom of the mystery of COVID. Finally, after all this time, we have solved it. It's not. It's nothing to do with global economy, global politics. It, COVID-19, you heard it here first on the Scott Gibson Show, COVID-19 was released. Biological weapon released in conjunction with the Americans, the Chinese... In the Lark Hill Lodge, Lark Hall Lodge, to stop Celtic in ten in a row. Shocking to hear, I know, but the truth is out there. That, that's why. <laughs> imagine, imagine. I'd love it if that conspiracy theory took off. They fucking knew they released COVID, they stopped us getting ten in a row. <laughs> oh, Craig, good question, man. Good question, mate. Right, let's do, let's do another one. And then let's wrap this up. Another question here, uh, this one from Kenny Bridges. Uh, Kenny's asked, opinion on people who are cashing in on the PS5 Xbox release. Uh, I've heard from people at work that guys have bought them for normal price and are selling them for over a grand. Why now in today's society are people so impatient to wait another month until more get released? Uh, the world really is fucked. P.S. Never been a gamer, but just thought I'd rant. Kenny, thanks for your question, mate. Fully, fully agree. Fully agree with young Kenneth. Um, n never been a gamer. Wish I was. Uh, I, I think sometimes when I see friends or hear about people just sitting playing computer games for four hours ago, wouldn't that be a lovely place to be? You know, I, I wonder if I'm, I'm. I'm too mentally unstable to be a gamer because my my mind's full of thoughts and I, I'd love to clear my mind for four hours and be able to sit and, 
and just play computer games. But but I don't. Uh, over the years, I've had them. I think we all agree, Goldeneye, uh, greatest computer game ever on the Nintendo 64. After which, uh, all computer games and consoles went completely downhill. I think we can all agree on that. Um, again, I, I find things like this quite amazing. And I just think that either people are not... Not that they're not educated enough, because that's the wrong thing to say, because stupid people can understand as well. But that you... Surely they must understand that the PS5 is not sold out. People must understand that. They must understand that when they're going online, going like, everything's sold out, everything is sold out, man, it's not sold out. I can't get it, we can't get PS5, anyway, it's sold out. Surely people are not that fucking stupid. They must know that it is they sold out. Sony has just went, you're not fucking getting them, cunts. Does, does nobody understand how this shit works? What is the point in flooding the market with 50 million PS... 100... 1 billion PS5s? What is the point in that? Put out a couple of hundred thousand across the globe. Give them away influencers for free. Give them celebrities for fuck all. And let you buy them for five, six hundred, a few thousand in the shops. And you sit back and you wait. And you wait. And in that time, they allow hysteria to build. They allow people to trade them and buy them and sell them for three, four, five, ten times the cost because they think they can't get them. Because Sony's like, oh, we're sold out, I had nothing left. Uh, What's that big warehouse behind you? Oh, fuck all, nothing in there. Uh, crazy golf man, it's fucking pitching pot in there. Not, not, no, don't, don't go in that way, there's nothing in there. And then what happens in that time? Couple of days, couple of weeks, whatever, a month. Hysteria gets to the point where before people who were not really even interested in a PS5 suddenly want a PS5 because all they've heard about for days and weeks is people going on and on about PS5. Going, Christ, you know they're selling for fucking two grand, man. So they think to themselves, fuck it, I'll buy one. I'll buy one, I'll sell for two grand. And by the time you get one, every fucking cunt's got one. So you're stuck with it now. The people who are desperate for it will always be desperate for it. They're always going to buy it. Doesn't matter if they wait a month, six months, a year. Those people will always buy it. To be successful... To generate sales where sales didn't exist, you need to get a group of people who don't have any interest in buying a PS5 to buy a PS5. And how do you do that? You create hysteria because those people who are not gamers, who are not interested in having the latest console, playing the latest games, they are interested in being cool, trendy, vibey. They're interested in being able to put it on their Instagram story, tell all their pals they've got one. That's what they want. And that's what this does. That This kind of weeks, a month, when they kind of get them, it allows that hysteria to build. People who are buying PlayStations now, I think, more money than sense. Where the fuck are you getting a grand fee at this point? I have to get fucking twat pence to rub it up. Uh, and then same people who are growing and buying them from upsellers for like a thousand, two thousand, five thousand pound. Again, these people just shouldn't get more fucking money than sense. More money than sense. If if you have not learned from this year that life can take a sharp left turn 
any fucking time at once. I, I don't know what else needs to happen in your life if you understand that. And if anything's came for 2020, if I was in a position in the future to go out and buy a PlayStation, it would be the fucking last thing I'd be doing. Because you don't know what's in the fucking corner. And like I said, the fact that people are buying this for five grand, a grand, two grand, whatever. Madness. Utter madness. Never been a gamer, so, you know, it's different. People may compare it to something that I love, like fucking Jaffa Cakes. I don't know, but trust me, before Christmas, if you want a PS5, you'll get a PS5. Because, as I've said many, many times before, money makes the world go round. And believe me, there's no way that Sony are sitting in fucking Hakashama Towers going, why don't we just keep all these millions of PS5s and wait till the January sales and then put them out? Shut up, Arigato! Get them in for Christmas! So have a bit of patience, man. Sit back, relax, count your pennies, and if you want a PS5, buy a PS5. The interesting thing now about the PS5 and the Xbox is the size of the bastards. It's interesting as well that we've gone from having things very sleek, very slender that can be hidden away because when you come into someone's house it wants to be all minimalist and all calm whereas Sony have made uh, a quite aggressive decision to, to increase the size of the PS5 so it can't be hidden so it has to sit out so it's like a statement piece so when people come into your house they go fuck you got a PS5 again that's another switch in marketing it'll be interesting to see if that you know, goes into other products as well. Things that are, are we stepping away from the idea of, are we moving into a kind of American structure where, I don't know if it's a British thing or a, or a Scottish thing or, or if it's a working class thing, I don't know that you kind of, you don't hide your wealth because none of us have wealth, but you just, you know, it's understated and you just kind of keep, you don't, you're not, we're not flashy with it to kind of move into kind of the American thing where it's like, oh, fucking look what I've got, man, bells and whistles, you know. I don't know. No, a gamer myself, don't really understand it. Do I want a shot of one? Probably. Is it any different than a PS4? I fucking don't think so. My thing is, I'm shite at playing games. You know? I'd love to be able to play Call of Duty. I'd fucking love to be good at it, but I'm shite. I can't do the buttons. I'm looking up, I'm looking down, I'm dead. Can't do it. So, I could go and spend a grand on a console and nobody would play a fucking game. What's the point? Kenny, thanks for the question, man. Right, team, that's us. Um, another wee episode, 57 in the bag. Enjoy it, listen, share it, subscribe. If you don't already, uh, if you're new, um, the videos are on the YouTube channel as well. Make sure you check out them. Uh, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't already. Uh, hit the subscribe button, ring that bell. As the kids say, and then uh, you'll get notifications when new episodes go up. Uh, but do subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or iTunes, however it is you get your podcasts into your ear holes. Uh, do that. And that's it. Enjoy it. Get in touch with any questions. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. There's probably something I need to mention, but I can't. I can't think of new. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready to wrap this one up. So uh, yeah. Stay safe, wash your hands and your arsehole, and I'll see you in a battlefield very soon. Hopefully, hopefully. Scotch egg in hand.
Stay safe, guys. Almost. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.